guys, welcome to Beer Bubbles, the bubbliest podcast in the world. I'm sitting here, as always, with Rasmus. Hello. Uh, but we also have two friends with us. we got Joe from Craft Craver here in Stockholm, importer, hey. and Glenn from hey. Alvin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going to put the beers up here because we are see them. trying some beers today. Yeah, it's, uh, we we really hate trying beers. It's the worst guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we do <laughs> the lousiest, <laughs> the lousiest part of my job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to you guys who listened to uh, Beer Bubbles before, you actually listened to Joe before because we spoke to you on uh, Bruskeval. Bruskeval, yeah, last summer. Uh, but Glenn, you're new to Beer Bubbles. I'm uh, very new to it. Who yes. are you, and uh, well, what is Alvin? Oh, uh, well, I'm Glenn. Um, I'm the founder of Alvin. Uh, we started brewing like as a home brewer in 2002 and uh, contract brewing 2003 and officially a brewery, but extremely small. Eh? I think our first brewery was about the size of this room, okay. uh, <laughs> just to give you an idea, in 2004. And uh, since then, uh, I've been uh, part of the brewery uh, together with my brother-in-law, but he stepped out later. Um, yeah. Been around for 20 years. Uh, haven't done sours for 20 years, of course. Uh, and uh, well, next to brewing, I'm actually also still uh, a teacher as well. One day a week now, uh, special education. So, yeah. Well, the things I've tried from you has been a bit off-centered, if you say. They're not your standard beers. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a bit, and I like that. I like when people go a bit crazy and, yeah, and try yeah, new yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but should we start with a beer and... Yeah, let's start the with the bits. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Rasmus is in charge of opening beers and pouring <laughs> beers and drinking beers and getting drunk. <laughs> You're only working till four today, so he... It's almost four anyway. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So uh, tell us about Morpheus. Ah, Morpheus. Um... I think that's that's basically the soul, the identity of the brewery. So Morpheus is uh, our uh, house uh, mixed yeast culture. Uh, so it has uh, two different strains of uh, Saccharomyces and Lactobacillus. And we always keep the culture as like, yeah, a matrix, like, like together. It's not like we have the uh, Saccharomyces separate from the lactose. No, we always p uh, keep them together. And basically with every sour or even non-sour, because we can do uh, some non-sours with Morpheus as well. The only thing we need to do for sure is just add enough hops. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just uh, not hop tolerant. Uh, and then if we play a bit uh, with the hops, like with the wet beer, we put a little bit of hops in, but not too much. So you'll see there's, there's a bit of uh, acidity to it, but not too extreme. With this one, we wanted to go more like to the very, very classic, well, not classic like we know it in Belgium, but like really original type of wit beer, which had to be a little bit sour. So, uh, so let's try it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Yeah. It's refreshing. Ooh. Perfect That's really light. And, and yeah, fresh. it's really light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is my uh, my brewer Ricardo. So I've got an Italian brewer, a uh, very passionate uh, brewer working for me. And he was like, okay, Glenn, you know, we do the sours and we have a couple of, like a saison and a tri uh, well, uh, right triple then. Uh, we got a couple of uh, classic Belgian styles where he wanted to do some other stuff, but then with using uh, the Morpheus yeast itself. So... This is why we did this one. 
part of it we just like we're drinking it now just plain another part went on barrels i have amazing muscatel barrel aged beer that puts this beer not one not two but like three four levels up and this is the nice thing when you have like not really extremely special uh, beer and then you put it in barrels and then the barrel can really shine because you can do two things you can do like a very bombastic beer put it in a barrel and the barrel will add something but or even mellow you it start down from time or mellow time. it down from time to time. But when you do something really simple and put it in a barrel, and then you're able to like really make then it you let shine, the, the then cask shine. Properly, yeah, 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 then well, yeah, I'm proud. Then that, that's those moments that you think like mm, probably will not work, but let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, you. you never know. That's <laughs> the thing with barrels. It's 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 a wild guess in a way. Well, always a little bit an educated guess, you know. Uh, yeah, but but it might turn out to be something you don't want to drink. You never know. Oh, yeah. At, and uh, from time to time, that happens. We do throw away barrels. It's a sad thing, but uh, oh. the worst thing you... No, no, <laughs> but the worst thing you can do is actually... You can send it to Joe. Sell <laughs> it like that. That's really bad. Or yeah, try to blend it away. Just throw because it in the end, you will... Yeah. You will make good beers less good. Best way to do is just to throw it away. Uh, and Joe, you uh, you work with Joe now in Sweden? Yeah. 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 Craft Craver, uh, yeah. the importer. Uh Tell us again about, a bit about what Craft Craver is. Yeah, so I started Craft Craver in 2018 with the idea I wanted to just get some cool, interesting beers from different countries. And actually, it took a while to get Belgian breweries because people were often on top of them right away. And uh, I met Glenn through a friend, Diogo, who was working at a Portuguese brewery. And during the pandemic, he had to leave that brewery. And we worked took him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a kind of like a refugee. Yeah, yeah. He, actually, he actually slept for six months in the, or seven months in the brewery. So, yeah. uh, talk about living and working at one spot. That was not the plan, from what I understand. <laughs> but what what do you think about the Belgian beer scene now? Is it's because it's been extremely traditional, yeah, for ages and ages. Uh, and I've found that there is a bit of change in it now. There is a bit of change. It's it's yeah for ages it has been uh, very traditional, and then like in the late eighties you had a couple of breweries like the Dolle, and then a bit later Streuse, and actually a little bit later us. We were like yeah, somewhere in the middle <laughs> before the whole craft beer scene uh, completely exploded. Uh, but Belgium, yeah, for a very long time just did its traditional things. Uh, but then of course lambics got f- extremely popular. Uh, so what we see today. There's plenty of new, uh, actually, Lambic brewers, not only blenders, but, but people that actually uh, are brewing the Lambic themselves, a lot of blenders. And here and there, some smaller breweries that are really doing interesting, uh, more yeah, crafty stuff. Uh, Things as that well. are a bit up more out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Belgium customer, uh, unfortunately, is still, well... <laughs> very traditional. Very, very loyal to its brand, let's call it that. Uh, so, yeah, we do prefer... Well, most of what we do is actually export. Uh, and, yeah, countries like the Netherlands, Sweden, uh, France. What's the biggest, mar- biggest market for you? Uh, I think Netherlands and China together. Something like that. Uh, uh, Netherlands more split, but... Uh, mm? And soon Sweden. Uh, so, no, it's Sweden is actually a good... Uh, or becoming a good market. We're bringing I, it I back. I think the, our, our, <laughs> our biggest fans... But you are... The, 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 the Alvena fans for sure are in Sweden. 
<laughs> You're here tonight because you have a tap takeover. Yeah, right? we have a tap takeover tonight, and then tomorrow uh, I go to uh, Valentuna uh, with some friends. Uh, so we have like a fellowship. Fellowship is like yeah, a bottle membership, six yeah, of the most unique bottles we have. And uh, it becomes, I, I, it had become uh, a community. Oh, that's cool. And and people are doing crazy stuff uh, to meet up and, and do the beers. And in Valentuna, they have every Friday night, I have the Alvena nights. Uh, so, yeah, tomorrow then, uh, but that's going <laughs> to be more like just, just with friends uh, at Pers Place. Uh, I mean, this is j- just small story just to, to say how crazy uh, devoted they were. <laughs> Per actually drove with 200, 230 kilos of frozen cloudberries all the way from Sweden in one way to the brewery just to deliver the cloudberries so we could do something with it. That is awesome. How crazy is that? That is awesome. Devotion might be the wrong word for yeah. that. Yeah, fanatic, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. like, but we all I'll love people doing that. Hotel. He's like, no, no, I want to sleep in the brewery. You know, I want to hear <laughs> the sounds <laughs> of the brewery. Well, but like, Diogo's there. <laughs> <laughs> but Diogo's well, there. Well, if he all that way, I hope he got a knife in the brewery. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I hope he got some beers as well. Yeah. No, no, the Swedish beer scene is interesting and, yeah. Well, the, the Swedish beer drinker I've found is always curious. Yeah. Wants to try new stuff and wants to try odd stuff. Uh, so, uh, well, it's a good market for testing your product as well. Lots of lots of brewers use the Swedish yeah. market as a testing ground. Uh, that's the kind of customers that we need. Uh, I must say Sweden and actually also Finland. Strangely enough, Norway and, and, and Denmark aren't working that well for us. I have no idea why. Uh, but hey. I'm glad uh, I can be here. So, uh. so we're going to try the next beer, oh, yeah. which is, uh, you, you can talk a bit about it because uh, I've seen it, but I've never tried it before. And it's a pie? Uh, the pie, yeah. Pie? So pie is one of our uh, base sours. We've had it for uh, yeah plenty of years. You know, when we started in 2004, we didn't start brewing sours immediately, things like that. Uh, <laughs> we were very traditional as well, you know, a blonde, a triple, and then some really bitter stuff and things like that. Um, sours, we started making in 2009 when Mark, his uh, partner in the brewery, we call him the yeast whisperer, <laughs> joined. <laughs> 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 and I, you would like, he actually looks a little bit like you, but then an older oh, version. Awesome but, uh, <laughs> well, I am gorgeous. Uh, no, uh, uh, so when he came into the brewery, not only with some money, he also brought uh, the culture that he actually cultivated himself from nature. So he just he's, he's a dairy engineer. So it's not something that anyone just can start doing, of course. Uh, and he just yeah captured it <laughs> on, on holiday and then uh, started isolating you know to people visiting the brewery. If they say yeah, but how did he capture it? I always say yeah, just with a little net and uh, <laughs> <laughs> butterfly net. Yeah, 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 walking yeah. around yeah. and then you, you just uh, you know on top of a beer and voila, you have. <laughs> should we do the Berliner Weisse first, uh, maybe, or should we do that? That's smoked, right? Yeah, uh, well, that's, that's a smoked yeah. one. That's a smoked one. Yeah, 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 we'll do uh, that one. Have, uh, is it four standard beers that you have that you always do? Uh, well, we have on the sours, we have the Omega, Phi and Sigma, and then the Berliner. Those are actually the the four standard sours. And from there, it's like an upside down Christmas tree. From there, we go put fruits on it, put, put it on different barrels. Uh, it could be just fruits that we buy, but a lot of the or fruits we just pick. Like, like main recipe and then... 
Ja, ja, ja. Det er standard. Det er standard. Ja, and that is possible to get almost always from you. Ja, 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 most of the time. Yeah, Or yeah. from you. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. This one is, um, you know, this is my favorite of our sours because it's so perfect to do barrel aging, to do fruit projects with it. It's an ABV, still have some residual sugars, but not too much. Um, when we brew it freshly, it's like beast juice. It's really very fruity. It loses a bit of its fruitiness in the base beer. Uh, when it ages, when we bottle it, and then it it's ages. It's a very in the nice mouthfeel. But it's it. really a nice mouthfeel. Yeah. It's soft in the mouth. Uh, it's it's how uh, mixed fermentation like sour should taste. It's like biting into a really juicy red apple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And fresh, it's a juicy peach. Really, it's it's <laughs> amazing. Uh, and then yeah, okay, we put it on barrels on fooders, so uh, and then it's called Cuvée Sophie. Uh, and you the Sophie because we have a keg of that here now. Ah, I, yeah. think, I think we have. You have a few. The yeah. Sophie and the Freddy. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you only use fresh fruit, is that right? Uh, well, frozen or fresh, yeah, for, 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 but, for fresh, but, but never, never syrups, never purees, things like that. So all, always the whole fruit. <laughs> we like to say that we do the slow beer because <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. takes a little bit longer. Sometimes, I have to be honest, sometimes frustrating to see all this like fruity. Beers popping up, fruity Berliners, where you know, and it's just—it's just a brick of yeah, concentrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B uh, you know, kettle sour puree in it, and uh, nah, that's not <laughs> how I like it. So in our brewery, you, you will see a lot of IBC containers, a lot of fruit and tanks. Not always the f most fun job to get it out, and, and so yeah, it's no. uh, well. I had Diogo and uh, you, you got people for that, yeah, <laughs> that, or, or some interns or whatever. Uh, yeah, so um, fresh fruit or whole fruits uh, for the base beers, of course. Like uh, of the fee, we have the fee rhubarb. That's our base sour uh, on the fee. Okay, we buy the the rhubarb frozen, of course. But um, for a lot of other stuff, we just either pick it in nature, slow berries. Uh, Dandelions, whatever, uh, elderflower, uh, quince. A lot of people just uh, have trees with quince. Don't know what to do with it. Well, you can make some jam out of it, but not with the whole tree. I actually, so I actually uh, sent uh, a couple of kilos of quince up to uh, Ora that yeah. I picked this summer. That I've ah, yeah, I loved, I just boiled them down and, and, and yeah. froze them. Yeah, I love the smell of uh, it. has such a nice smell, so I, I really love to use it in beer. It's a bit hard to use it in beer because, yeah. Lit yeah. literally yeah. hard yeah. so I, what I <laughs> did do is I cut them in small pieces first okay they will oxidize quite quickly they will become a bit brown but that's not really you know it doesn't affect the taste I put it in the freezer and then take it once it's frozen take it out again before and then let it thaw and then I put the beer on the reason why I do this is actually to break the, the cells cell membranes yeah, yeah because get it, the flavor out. yeah it just yeah. goes quicker You just save yourself two, three months of maceration and, you know, yeah, if you can save two, three months, okay, and yeah, still do it the right way. You, you do beer yeah. with slows. 
yeah. that that must be hard because th- there's almost no fruit on slows. It's, it's just a big yeah. kernel. But there's there's a lot of again. You need to freeze them first. Then. Okay, yeah. Never use slows that, that are unfrozen because, yeah. First of all, the, the the peel. I don't know if you ever tried to eat one, but it's. If you want to tell people <laughs> what astringency is like, just give them a slow. <laughs> 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 they, will, they will never forget for their life. There's so many tan- tannins in that peel that it's... Uh, even, actually, even birds won't eat it. That's why they eat it after uh, it freezes. Of course, here in uh, Sweden, it freezes a little bit quicker than in Belgium. <laughs> so in Belgium, what we actually need to do is just pick them before them. <laughs> and then put them in the freezer <laughs> and then, okay, we take them out. But they give, yeah, they give like a plum-like uh, taste, but quite sweet and uh, surprisingly, well, you need a good beer and... This one, this fee, is a perfect beer to use on the slows. And you need a lot of time and uh, dedication to pick them. Because of course. It, um, <laughs> in my, uh, now, now I just uh, I just don't have enough time because uh, usually I start at the end of uh, August, September, and uh, up till mid-October uh, to pick them. So in, in top years, I picked on my own 100, 150 kilos. It takes you at least an hour to, to pick three to four kilos. So... Uh, so that's a lot of hours, but hey, man, there's people going to uh, doing yoga or going to. Uh, for me, that's my you zen pick, moment. You pick yeah. <laughs> 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 You're alone in nature. What what could be better? Uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. How big a batches do you do? Uh, batches are twenty hectares. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so we 2,000 do liters. Yeah, two every, thousand every liter. brewer uses hectoliters, <laughs> and, and no one else does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like brewers are talking hectoliters. Well, at least we use a metric system. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's That's not like in the US. No, it's yeah, 15 no. barrels. What yeah. the fuck? What, is, what, barrel? <laughs> what kind of barrel are you speaking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, how many batches is that? that, that that's 10 barrels. <laughs> like, okay, so okay. that's like 600 yeah. liters of yeah. barrels. Yeah. <laughs> 200 liters of barrel. Okay. <laughs> so it's quite easy to count, though. One barrel is 200 liters. Maybe your barrel is 200 liters. 196 <laughs> liters. Yeah. Mine or bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's no, 120 to a barrel. So, yeah. Are we not going to fight about this? So, uh, <laughs> a 20 liters of six tell in the U.S., yeah. which is a one six. Okay, yeah. yeah, about yeah, I did liter uh, a batch. And then yeah, in total, uh, let's say before COVID, uh, was always around eight, somewhere in between 800 and 1,000 hectoliters. Then we went a bit to 600, and now we're still at... Uh, last year, we were still at that 600, but okay, now we're uh, uh, moving up again. Uh, He's still uh, talking in hectoliters. Yeah, 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 but yeah. once the, the numbers are bigger, uh, <laughs> yeah. 100,000 liter, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a bit... That's, yeah. <laughs> Sounds too much. Yeah, yeah. Should we go for the... Uh, uh, Lichtenheiner. The Lichtenheiner as well, which is... A cool beer style. This has been one of the highlight beers of my year, actually. Okay, Just cool. like having a proper Lichtenheiner that's like balanced. And I don't want to talk about it too much before you drink it, even though we've already had a little conversation about it. But I thought like, that's what it's supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but this, is what, this was but an extinct it, beer style. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that I know we could do with, with our yeast. Uh, it's a uh, it's collaboration with uh, Granizo from uh, Chile. Okay. So the, those guys came over for a beer festival in Belgium, and our, uh, we have to have the same distributor. Well, 
he distributes my beers into Chile, so it was normal that he was like, oh, Glenn, do you want to do a collab with them? And, okay, uh, what? Uh, maybe Lichtenheim? We're like, mm, okay. Interesting. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a style <laughs> that you would immediately think of, but, uh, of course, the smokiness, uh, we didn't, you know, we do smoke beers, but I'm not a huge fan of smoked malts. It, it's always too meaty, so... Uh, I like to get my smokiness uh, in a different way in, in, in my beer. So what we sometimes do is uh, with fruit, we actually have a smoker in the brewery. So we smoke peaches or pineapple or mango and put it in a beer. Uh, with this one, with uh, the Fumo, it's uh, it's actually uh, Chilean, is that how you say it? A uh, mixture of, of herbs that has uh, salt, yeah. coriander seeds, uh, and um, smoked peppers. So the smokiness and so actually comes yeah, pretty much uh, all from that. So that's why it's quite balanced. It's never over the top. Uh, it's a bit stronger than, than what you would expect with a Lichtenheiner. Should, normally it should be around 4 ABV. But the guys, it was the chilling uh, guys that say, yeah, can you make it a bit stronger because it, it just has to travel. Yeah. Uh, and it's very hard uh, to sell a 4 ABV beer at a certain price, yeah. and it's expensive. Uh, transport, we all know. So I think an Imperial Lichtenheiner is exactly what Sweden needs. <laughs> 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 well, cheers. 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 Turned out really amazing. Oh, that's gorgeous. <laughs> mm. I'm just smiling. Really and the smokiness oh. really comes afterwards. It's like yeah, yeah. It's not in your nose. It's not about you smell it, of course, but it's not like bomb there, like like you sometimes have. Uh, and it's it's that. I'm not What's that meat meaty. So yeah, smokiness. You talked about more of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not drinking a ham. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And that's the problem sometimes with with those uh, smoked beers. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say no to Schenkel, but <laughs> I mean, like no. you you went down <laughs> it, to Germany for your it's ham yeah, yeah. town. It's more drinkable uh, in a way, Definitely. and then this is well, yeah, that's mm. what it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, I, w I was in Bamberg for my tenth anniversary, and uh, I ran into Hoge and Berit from Narkep when I was sitting at Schlenkela. <laughs> and then in works also the owner of uh, Gansteller, Andreas. Ah, yeah, Andreas. And their friends. Eh? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also the owner of uh, Hair of the Dog in Oregon. Oh, yeah. And they did a collab the day after, and they asked yeah, me if yeah, I yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. to come in and, and like be there with them. But it was my anniversary, so I had to opt out. Sorry. Ah. But, um, but that was kind of cool. You're sitting there all alone in the yeah. Schlenkela tap room because my wife had gone to bed already. <laughs> and in walks Hogan Beer, and I'm like, uh, of course, I'm going to meet them there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Andreas, yeah. and then the owner of here, the dog, yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. we're doing a collab. You want to come? All extremely nice people as well, by the way. So, oh, yeah. Uh, really, really warm and nice people. And Hoge was really miffed because I knew the guy who worked the back hatch of, of yeah. the bar. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have to put any deposit on my glass. And he who'd been there for like, 50 times had still had to put a deposit down for his glass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they actually, all of them, uh, I think all of them went to my beer festival once. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. We used to have like uh, Alvena Craft Beer Festival, but then I stopped when everyone else was doing it and bigger and more. And <laughs> I was like, nah. When some things, and it's not my core business and it gets a bit too much, then 
I like it when you know you can start something, move something, and then let it go and let others. Uh, I think I was one of the first actually in Belgium to sell uh, foreign beers, some Swedish beers back then. I think Oppenhars and Nineskams and uh, things like that. 2000 and I don't know 10. Yeah, and they're still around. So and they're still around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people <laughs> made beer There's back plenty then. Plenty that started and then uh, disappeared. But uh, yeah, they're still around. Yeah, that, that's the fun thing about these breweries that are because they are producing well-produced beers. They're not. They're not doing crazy stuff. They're doing just really good beers, and people will come back to that. And that is main. I think that's probably the biggest trend in the world right now. Going back to yeah. old beer styles or traditional beer styles. Yeah. Maybe doing them your way, but still going back to like I traditional totally flavors. Totally Keep agree. It steady. Uh, it's not that long ago that I said to people when we were in a bar and, you know, it's uh, IPA, IPA, doing, uh, and then one triple. <laughs> it's like, you'll see. Not that far from here, it's going to be triple and <laughs> maybe one and or two IPAs. One or two IPAs. Because yeah. people will get sick of all these extreme things. Um, also, a little bit about, uh, you know. But most most of them have the same about, pla- the you know, most the of them adjuncts and things like that. I remember when you know I'm 50, so uh, I used to be like on the barricades uh, when they started <laughs> using uh, syrups and goose or uh, no uh, against the capsulucus goose and things like that. And now people are like they're throwing everything in a beer, and it's like wow, it's like uh, <laughs> 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 all that work for nothing. We'll see. It, everything will come back and. Uh, just plain good stuff, drinkable. Well, in the end, what and and okay, and with an identity, I think the identity is going to be more and more important. Not brewers that do fifty different styles, but like yeah, they're good in that. You need for for that type of beer, those are the guys. I think we're going to come back to a time when people go out and have beers with their friends, and instead of you get a lot of people that they're checking them in. And they're not talking to their friends. They're not going to care about checking in the beers. It's like, oh, I like a Belgian double. That's yeah. what I'm going to get. And now I'm going to talk to Cece and Rasmus and Glenn. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, what my yeah, night's yeah, about. Yeah. Not, not like checking things. Yeah, these, these people checking in every goddamn beer they drink. I had a guy coming up to me after drinking nine IPAs or something. He's like, oh, what else do you have? <laughs> Seriously, you had nine different ni- IPAs in one night. Like that's enough. Like, yeah. did you like one more than another? Yeah, have that again. <laughs> it's like, no, I need to check one in. Yeah. Like, no, you don't need to. Nah, do it's that. it's it's collecting. Eh? It's based on a primer instinct of every human. Eh? <laughs> you it's want po- to collect. Yeah, it's it's the po- Pokemon yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> really. Yeah, but it, it's like that. But it, but it's also true that the haze crease is going down. We talked about this in the elevator yep. on the way down, and. I think it's because loads of these beers have the same flavor profile. Yeah. So there's not that much. Yeah, it's a different brand. It's and it's still good. It's the same, but it's a bit the same. It's uh, a bit more mango in this one. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well. <laughs> it's ninety-six percent mango instead of ninety-six. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, it it gets tiresome, and it all it's a very narrow profile flavor profile as well. Oh yeah, so it, yeah definitely. But uh, there's this pro and cons on everything. Uh, you know. There was a time that I actually everyone that checked in and, and gave like 3.75 or more was like my morning routine. I gave like a toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun, you know, if you have good ratings, it builds up your uh, confidence. But sometimes you're like, I don't like sour. 0.5. 
<laughs> yeah, so that means uh, <laughs> the guy who tried to he tried uh, to find a rice beer. One, don't like rice beers. Why the hell do you rate it then? Yeah. Why do you drink it? Yeah. If you don't like rice beers, from a mindset uh, that uh, lagers can have uh, have more than three, and ask him why, because you can never taste more than a stout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That's that's a about? very common opinion, though. I'm that's like, what? It's like, no, no, no. But it's it's the flavor. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's the style, the flavor of this. Like, it's, if you have a lager, you judge the lager, not fucking. All On the, the other hand, of course, it, due yeah. to that, people did start to try other beers, other breweries. So that's the positive side of it. If I see uh, for, uh, I mean, we're we're a small brewer, uh, eight hundred thousand hectoliters a year. I think we have over. 300,000 ratings? That's massive. It yeah. pretty much means that everyone that drinks our beer is like them. <laughs> so we love those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that at all. But I, I am saying <laughs> that it did help at some point. Yeah, of course. Now it's turned the other way, and that's what we were discussing in the elevator. Uh, it turns the other way that people who are buying your beer are judging solely on... Rate beer, um, sorry, untapped ratings, and that's wrong, of course. If you know, if the first ten people that drink your beer are a group of people and they don't like it, and they all put it a very low score, well, then uh, then it's hard to sell it in the future, and that's that's uh, that's sad, because uh, when it comes to taste, uh, we all have our own. Yeah. it's that's the most subjective thing we own. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. try new stuff. <laughs> if you so don't know that so style, <laughs> drink it. Well, uh, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Uh, you're the one who uh, gets the honors to ask the last question. Oh, oh, well, for both of you then. But first for Glenn, you're gonna die right now. But you can have you're gonna die right now. Okay. But <laughs> you can have one more beer, whatever oh, beer you want <laughs> in the world. Out what of every beer, and I'm gonna die right now. Oh man, I'd f- I think I will go very classic now, uh, and probably not surprising at all. Probably a Norval. <laughs> I mean, pff, it's my. I have two beers that I always go to uh, when I'm in a bar or whatever, and I'm not like I don't want all those. Uh, then I go to a smaller triple or a Norval. <laughs> so it probably would would be one of the. Not even one of my own, to be honest, <laughs> because I have that all my life. So, <laughs> Joe. Oh, this is a tough question. It's weird because when you ask him, I start to think about it and then I blank. I'll say I'll go with Yever just because I can drink a lot of it. So the glass can be really big and I can <laughs> delay the death uh, for as long as I need. Now you see that he had time yeah. to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that in a barrel. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for participating in the Beer Bubbles podcast. Thank you for coming by. Uh, and uh, have a great stay in Stockholm. Ah, oh, that wouldn't be a trouble. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure You'll be with him. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fun. So, uh, uh, and say hi to Jens tonight we'll from us. Sure do. Yeah. We'll sure do. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, Thanks guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. And, 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 okay. whatever you do, drink, drink better, better beer. beer. Ha 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 ha!